Play-By Podcast is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com or support through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abnormalmapping. Recall Pumpkinfine had never wanted to waste away in a boardroom. As the fifth child in the line of succession, however, little else was expected of him. By the circumstances of his birth, his role in his family's tapestry was to be minimal. Even with those lowered expectations, Recall's aspirations, his youthful ambition, pressed him into the service of the Rectified Solar Union's military. Four years at the Academy, and a generous donation from his family, put the young man on the fast track to commanding his own vessel in the RSU's naval fleet. He kept up appearances with his family. A swelling of pride at his accomplishments seen through their eyes, through their notice. As the attacks on Mars began, he waited to be called on to defend the Union in his family's name. The call he received, he had not expected. From a von Furstenberg, no less. The house his own had sworn to centuries ago. The fighting was turning earthward. Jovian fleets would fill the sky soon enough. He was needed. This was his chance to fulfill his ambitions. To make a mark on his family's legacy. He simply needed to act according to plan. And history would see to the rest. by podcast an actual play podcast about storytelling through the medium of tabletop role-playing games i'm michael the gm and today i'm joined by leon barnes hi and this episode is brought to you by henry cavill's biceps and <laughs> viewers like you thank you hell yeah doing the quick reload animation from gears of war <laughs> <laughs> but with my own muscles put that sound in here <laughs>
Well, we're also joined by Liam Higgins. Hey guys, this uh, episode is brought to you by Henry Cavill's CGI chin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his beardless, smooth face. I cannot believe that fucking DC Warner Brothers got conned into paying $70 million for reshoots of a movie that was a flop in the first place and nobody even liked. Like, it's just... I'm glad it's happening because it's just funny, but it's just so insane that like they're that desperate to like. I'm glad win we're over. getting a uh, monolithic capitalist entity to spin its wheels on something stupid. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, well, it's we've got to like, I mean, like I honestly kind of have to respect the people who just didn't shut the fuck up about it because it worked. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it worked. It actually so. worked. They actually. I, I, it off. I wasn't one of them, but and I have no stake in this game. But you know what? Like, you know, like. They just didn't shut it up. Because it turns out rich people are just like us. They are capable of being annoyed into action. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, okay. I'm, I'm, that's that's what's that's what's been going on. Henry Cavill, and that's the funniest thing is when you look at his chin, it actually you can actually tell that it's fucked up. Like it's not anything that anyone <laughs> invented. Like it is clearly fucked up in that movie. Love anyway. it. I do love that you can get a glimpse of our pre-podcast conversation in this intro. Mm-hmm. We're also joined by Max Coe. Max, do you have anything to say to Mr. Cavill? <laughs> this this episode also sponsored by me saying Henry Cavill mustache rights. Who, which was the the, one of you poor souls that was saying you were going to watch Enola Holmes because of him? Me. Listen, he looks Max. good with a mustache. I don't know if he's got a mustache in Enola Holmes, but I've realized that my my one compet crush still allowed is is henry cavill but twitter will take care of that for you they'll put like five gifts together that are good and then the rest of it will be trash so it'll just like i'm still tempted to watch it just for the fuck of it he has a nice voice also so you know just have a nice timbre for sure if it's bad i'll just stop watching and rewatch man from uncle for the like sixth time (laughs) man from uncle is a top fucking tier i remember when me and leon got to go see that in imax yeah we had like that would have been fun we had 20 or 30 minutes to spare and we went and snuck in and watched like the opening of fantastic four (laughs) pretty sure we were like the only like two or three people in the theater it was empty as all hell that's how colton (laughs) and i saw alita battle angel and when we were watching that we were like at the end of it, we were like, what if we just stood up for the last 10 minutes of the movie? And so we just stood well, up and watched the last like 10 minutes just standing. Jesus. <laughs> the internet got a little battle angel, it's roses. So. I know, yeah. Hey, I actually didn't. I, I, there is stuff to admire about the movie. I was about to say, I thoroughly enjoyed a little battle There's angel. a lot of reads on that movie that people have, that are very interesting. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just there was no one else in the theater and we thought it'd be funny. So that was it. Not a not a reflective of the quality of the film. I just hate how she looked. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I never really That's got fair. got into that either. That I wanted more of that Moon War scene. That shit looked cool as hell. Forget it, Max. It's anime, <laughs> and you know what else is anime? This <laughs> this podcast. King of the Hill is anime. I mean, in, in, in a way, yes. It's the it's the King of the Hill is the Nietzsche Joe of. <laughs> American television. I do know that King of the Hill is huge in Japan. There's like a real. It actually is. There's like, a, good. Yeah, it's like really big in Japan. I mean, I can see why because it's like how we, you know, a lot of Americans love like slice of life. Yes. You know, anime and stuff. Michael's entirely correct. It is the Nietzsche Joe of American anime. Yeah. <laughs> That's Nietzsche Joe is one of those things that I see Jackson tweeting about, and I don't know what that means. So I'm just like, you know, that was this is a subtle <laughs> whisper campaign to get Jackson to watch King of the Hill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do it to them. Yeah, no, King of the Hill rocks. I finished that a couple weeks ago. Um, excellent, 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 excellent. But yeah, mentally fried, psychologically happy, <laughs> physically <laughs> ashy, overweight. <laughs> 
emotionally <laughs> mentally ashy. ashy. Yeah, mentally. Yeah, what was it? Like a, Zach Fox. Tweet? Zach Fox. Yeah, physically and emotionally ashy. <laughs> God, we're so fucking online. That's insane that we both know what his bio is on Twitter. Uh, That's incredible. Uh, what are we doing today, Mikey? Well, let me tell you. Last time on the show, we had the coronation of Otto von Furstenberg and the subsequent <laughs> abdication of the throne of Otto von Furstenberg. <laughs> Yeah, coronation in quotes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, coronation in big scare quotes. Mm-hmm. Like ink not even dry on the newspaper, and he's already abdicated. Mm-hmm. And while Otto went through that personal milestone, Scarlet and Beatty are continuing their plot against the von Furstenberg family, and specifically <laughs> Torvald von Furstenberg. Fuck that guy. After having been informed that Torvald had a sort of military campaign planned an attack on a Martian jump station that he wanted Otto to be at the forefront of to try to bring the von Furstenberg name back up a couple notches in the gentry books. All the while, that does sort of dovetail nicely into your plan to investigate Torvald's potential crimes of uh, regicide. (laughs) Yeah. And being a bastard. Yeah, just general bastard man activity. (laughs) And after the coronation was over, after the exit of the Velveticus house, the Pumpkin Finds, House Melbourne, House Chattington, and most of House Valance except for Alack, Mm -hmm. you've all sort of reconvened back on the vehement with your crew in the sort of common area Everyone's enjoying, like, commissary and conversation. Not being around rich assholes. That That is also true. <laughs> you know. It's, a, it's, it's a much lighter atmosphere, a much more uh, familial, close atmosphere than a bunch of stuffy rich people. Yeah. Uh, Otto, how you have been saddled with a lot of paperwork. It turns out abdicating the throne is a lot less uh, regal. I accept all terms and conditions. Just scroll to the bottom. Check it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like far more bureaucratic than uh, the whole ceremony of becoming uh, the lord of the house. Isn't there some sort of a user agreement I can just click on to have to do all this? No, they have to make sure you really, really don't want to be the lord. They have to like make sure for sure. It's like... <laughs> they brought out the actual paper and well, just like hang the on. little like Everyone, digi pads. How many how many pages do I have to do this? Be honest. Oh, this is like eighty nine pages in triplicate. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. Are you sure you want to quit? Because it, it deals with like the various companies your family owns, the companies they co-own, you know, various holdings. Everyone, we are going to work cooperatively here. I am going to produce a piece of paper. I'm going to do my signature. And then... You're going to forge it? <laughs> all of you are going to sign about 20 pages each. And we're going to get through this and have some wine and some food. I like this plan. <laughs> I simply cannot be honest with this. Oh, God. This Just... is like that that uh, thing we did at radio when we condensed all of our like music library onto a computer. <laughs> well, think about it. Think about it, my good man. If they, if, if they get in trouble for forging it, you know, what am I going to lose? I don't want to be king anyway. So... <laughs> What okay. what's the problem? You know? I just think it's very funny. You've you've created a document signing party. And if yeah. they put me in jail, and if they and if they and if they don't like it, 
if they don't like um, cooperative working and they want to put me in jail, well, guess what? I didn't sign it properly, so I'm still technically the king. <laughs> so I don't have to go to jail. I am the regent. I am literally... <laughs> there's no scenario in this in which I don't win. <laughs> so <laughs> You know what? I'm playing you're both sides, right. so I always <laughs> I, come out on top. That's true. I didn't realize Otto pulled a completely galaxy brain move on me just now. Is that actually not... That is kind of galaxy of brain, actually. That actually kind of makes sense in my head. That's huge. <laughs> That's um, the smartest thing he's done in this game so far. Yeah, and it true. was out of pure laziness. Oh, yeah, literally, I had no idea where I was going with that. That was pure laziness. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, just just follow that uh, that uh, that whim wherever it takes you now, I guess. I mean, that is kind of a lot of where my characters go. It's just like, why why not do, why instead of doing the thing, why not bitch about having to do the thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so yeah, we just do that, I think. BD's definitely on board considering they are a robot and don't get hand cramps and um also they probably can v- perfectly copy mm. the the signature like basically like a printer i believe we have some uh, <laughs> we, we have some tracing paper um around if you need some but if you don't of course it's much easier and they love uh robbery and fraud yeah i love fucking yeah. over rich people also yeah <laughs> isn't that why we're big here? ups pd less talking more signing please and then we can open up this fine Bordeaux and share in the spoils of a, <laughs> of a squandered opportunity to run a kingdom. <laughs> but uh, uh, a good squandered opportunity. I have the processing power of a supercomputer. I can easily multitask. Very good. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> well... They're just like, well, I, I, their hand is just like flying over the pieces of paper as they just knock out a shit ton of them at once. Okay, BD, why don't you just handle this, please? Because I don't want any of us to get this uh, carpal tunnel. And, you know, you're you're moving at such a great clip and you already know how to mimic it. Let's just, you know. I was to say, Scarlet was just going to put a check mark on every one of them. BD, yeah. Scarlet is going to get me sent to the gulag um, out, of, <laughs> out of laziness. Well, actually, no, I can't because remember we 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 established we established how I can't be beaten in this scenario. So I'm about to say like much like you, Scarlet doesn't have time for this. I'm gonna put just put sketch put like a check mark or I'm gonna just draw a line through it. I just uh, should we? Um, I might go uh, fetch some fetch some wine for us. Would anyone white, red, rosé, dessert wine, plum wine? What do, what do we want? What's the what's the mood? Should we just do like a punch? You could pour them all in one and see what happens. <laughs> uh, I am not capable of drinking alcohol, so it would have to be yes. someone else's decision. Well, what's the strongest thing you guys got here? Absinthe. G- give me all the absinthe. Okay. Um, I'll get the absinthe for you, and I'll get a fine... What was I saying? Bordeaux. I'll get a fine Bordeaux for myself. Please stay at least... A little bit conscious. We do need to discuss our plans for the next course of action. We do, but just make sure you keep signing those papers. Oh, Beatty, you think I'm going to be drinking this? <laughs> no. I am concerned to ask what you plan to do with it then. Nothing. <laughs> Beatty uh, does what they're great at and promptly does not follow this line of questioning. <laughs> Just says, I'm gonna regret for going further into this line of questioning and I'm gonna back off while I can. Gonna regret that later. 
so as you're all sitting there signing Otto's documents over wine. It's mostly beady, but yeah. <laughs> Ambrose kind of sidles up to the three of you, sits down across from you. Got a message from Otto's uncle from Torvald. Yeah, that that guy. He's kind of a cunt. Oh, the king of them. I'd stow that name calling for a couple days at least, especially since we're still on their property, but more so because were the three of you aware that they offered us a job? Yep. Yes. That is oh, you were. what we were going to discuss once the paperwork was completed. Hmm. But it looks like you beat us to it, so technically, I guess it's not that bad. I don't particularly recall agreeing to any jobs for the von Furstenberg family, let alone the laundry list of gentry names that ended up on the bottom of this memo. Okay, but to be fair, it wasn't really us accepting. It was more of like an ultimatum. How do you mean? Uh, Otto, explain. Uh, what is there to explain? We are taking the job more as a ruse to... We have plans to destabilize these gentry. Well, sorry, I was trying to be a little vague with the plan, but yes, that is, um, I was, I was playing aloof. That is what we are doing. That is the plan. Are you in or are you out? The hope is to hijack this operation while also investigating Torvald's recent activities. Perhaps we can turn them against each other. So technically, it's not all bad. We're also trying to get some facts ready because... Things are really shady here. It's our hope to turn the gentry against each other, and perhaps we can make money. Let me get this straight. Are you are you planning on reneging on this contract? Uh... The job will be done, if that's what you're asking. Perhaps not with the outcome Torvald was hoping for. Well, my bigger problem is I didn't sign off on this contract, BD. This is the what, second time this has happened? We haven't technically agreed to the job yet, actually. We were going to discuss it with you, as we mentioned, but things arose. <laughs> Beatty just kind of turns to look at Otto, considering the stack of paperwork in front of them. <sighs> Nothing official has been put into writing yet. We were planning to discuss it with the entire crew, not just you, Captain. Because we're going to need, it can't just be us for once. We kind of need everybody. Well, I backed your play when you went to Miranda, but that didn't involve my crew or my ship. This, by the look of it, I'm just going to cut straight to it. This reads like a suicide mission, kids. Yeah, it, it, yeah there's no sugarcoating it. It's a suicide mission. We're pretty much kind of... We're, we're putting all our eggs in one basket with this. If... This has got to work, because we none of us likes the gentry anyway. What they're unaware of is that we have some prior knowledge of Martian space thanks to Scarlet here. I'm certain that that would give us at least a bit of an edge considering things, and perhaps we let other gentry goons be the cannon fodder. Beatty, do you know who else is on the roster for this mission? I had not had a chance to look, no. He like, reaches into his vest, pulls out a ream of papers, and sets it down in front of you. This is what I received from Torvald's office. Oh, he gave you one of those too. 
The man likes his paperwork. So that's probably why he gets so much crap done. There are a few other mercenary outfits taking part in this operation. It's not... There aren't going to be any gentry taking part in the op. What other mercenary operations do we got working with us? Well, there's Cassavander's Fifth. You remember them from Cydonia. Mm-hmm. I would be perfectly willing to let them take the shots. Yep. Look, nobody likes Cassavander. So I I agree with you there. There's also the Iron Bulls. Mm. I like Hoyt well enough, and his team are good. They're reasonable folk. Luckily, we didn't make any bad first impressions hmm. when we met them. I would certainly hate to see them taking the brunt of it all. And other than us, there's the Vanguard Arm. The Vanguard Arm? Torvald spared no expense on this as far as... Hiring the best in easily deniable operatives. Wow, so they this seems like a lot of just different groups who are all pretty skilled to be doing this one thing. It is a difficult job. Taking over a whole jump station, not to mention whatever forces they've bolstered around Mars by now. Yeah, I can't wait to see that shit. My question is this. Does this plan hinge on our acceptance? Because if we do not agree... I'm aware you have friends in the Vanguard arm. I would say that if they are going to be thrown in the fire, would you not rather have their back? No, Beatty, you're right. There's there's some good people on this list, and I wouldn't want anything to happen to them. I think we've caused quite enough collateral damage already, I'd say. Wouldn't you? I mean, I mean not that we... This is an inevitable thing that we have to do, but, you know, it's it's worth mentioning, it's worth thinking about, dwelling on, as it were. If the plan will continue without us, it would be perhaps the kinder choice to go along with it, to keep those those in the Vanguard arm and in Iron Bulls in a better situation, and we can let Cassavander and his crew take the heat. We just have to be smart about it. We have a pretty bad track record of being smart about things, Beatty. We will have to actually plan this time. <laughs> you saying I don't plan? Again, track record, Captain. You wing it as much as we do. Thankfully, we are all good at thinking on our feet. Enough to keep us alive this far. Let's hope that we can maintain that energy on Mars. All right. All right. You sold me. I'm certain the incredible amounts of wealth that Torvald is offering certainly did not make things difficult either. Oh no, if this job had come to me at a better time, the money would absolutely be worth it. I'm just not a fan of the way that it seemed as if the ink had already dried on the deal by the time it got to my desk. I don't think it would have been as done of a deal had his nephew not been a part of the operations. You have Torvald himself to thank for as much of it as as us. Well, I've thrown my hat in. I'm sure the rest of the crew will back me. Considering we will need all the firepower we have available, I would like to investigate something before we depart. It was our hope to see the old von Furstenberg homestead and investigate some things there before heading to Mars. It's a little swampy out that way, but I'm sure we can manage that. Where you're looking to go now. That'd probably be ideal. 
I'm sure we can fax all this. What the hell is all this shit, anyway? You're referring to my stuff. Bureaucratic red tape. Yeah, resignation papers, I don't know. A lot of fluff saying the exact same thing. Just what gentry are known for. Who would have thought that a king might have quite a few things to be responsible for? Things to uh, sign off on. You know, you're not really being proactive. It's just sort of like, oh, you know, do you want to not raise the minimum wage? Yeah, fuck it. I'll sign that. Do you want the people who steal corn from the crop fields to be flayed and castrated? Yeah, that's fine, too. But, um, no, so, but I'm, but I'm, well, I guess I'm not signing these. We've worked out that I cannot be owned in this scenario, so we're having, uh, BD, you've got to be done with those by now, right? Surely. Long since. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, I mean, that basically just means that I'm not, um, not who my family want me to be, so that's, that's very cool, but that's really what it's about. It's not really for a show. I, I think it's a little bit pointless, to be honest with you, but, you know, they don't, so. We play the gentry game and we finish it. I remember the last time we had a big gentry shakeup. If we can do it better this time, if I can trust you all to do it better, maybe I'll back you there too. We each have more on the line this time. Perhaps that will be enough. I'll spend the vehement up. We'll be over the old von Furstenberg compound shortly. Thank you, Captain. What's a leader for? You don't want us to answer that question. <laughs> he sort of like taps on the table, stands up. Walks off to the bridge. Shortly thereafter, the vehement takes off to the remnants of the old house von Furstenberg. Is it literally swampy here? Well, it's certainly not the way that it would look now. I mean, I know it's rubble, but like, is what's the environment like? Flooded and uh, yeah, swampy. Okay. It's definitely more of a wetland than you would imagine Germany to ever be. Yeah, mm, sort of very uh, Dutch in that sense. A little more, a little more, um, a little more below sea level, as it were. Mushier. Yeah. Squishy land. <laughs> mm. Delicious. Um, Why this ground look like a DQ blizzard? It's very <laughs> marshy by comparison. Nice. Um, but it's just like it, it's it's almost like. Something out of a southern gothic novel. Okay. It's like it's like uh, Kate Chopin by way of Schnitzel. <laughs> by way of Brothers Grimm. But yeah, by oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hans Christian Andersen dicking around in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more Louisiana. As you were all sort of offloaded into this swamp, which I'm I'm assuming we're taking the anchors out for this, or are we not? Um, uh, I don't know, because I, I think we would want this to be kind of a quiet operation. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And mainly, I think what Beatty's looking for is, like, any sign of, like, I don't know, maybe he used, like, the falling debris as a, as a cover for, like, an explosion to, like, purposely destroy the homestead or something like that. Any chemical residue from, like, man-made explosives. So the vehement lands in this very, like, Soft earth, squishy. Very, I believe the word is loamy. Ooh, good word, loam. Loam, yes. It sinks like an extra half foot, <laughs> and uh, when you step off of the ramp into the swamp, as do you, sink about a half foot. Yeah. But all around you, there's just these jagged remnants of ships, 
stuck into the earth, slowly sinking into the swamp. And the decrepit remains of the von Furstenberg Manor, which just looks like it's been shot through with thousands of pieces of debris. And like half of it is missing in places down to the foundation. Wow. There's maybe like one like parapet or a tower that still stands and it's like slowly sinking into the swampland now that it's lost it's all its structural integrity. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is an extremely fall of the house usher moment. Ah, uh, love it. But just interspersed around all of this crumbling gentry artifice, there is just pieces of destroyed starship that have fallen to earth. And one of the biggest pieces has fallen directly through House von Furstenberg and is sticking out of the backside of it hmm. with just uh, burn marks and like from uh, like burn marks from reentry, completely obfuscating like any sort of call sign or designation or like gentry flag or sigil. And these are the grounds. What do you do? Uh, let's investigate. Mm-hmm. Let's put our little detective hats on. <laughs> About to say, describe your detective hat. What style you going for here? I mean, you got to go for like the classic. Fucking Sherlock Holmes deer deer cap or whatever the fuck it's the called. The deer stalker. I've got my uh, Columbo glass eye in. Yeah, I was hoping someone would say something about Columbo. <laughs> hey, see, I was going for the Humphrey Bogart. Good, we've got a good variation. <laughs> oh, so you, you got the PI vibe, kind of. Yeah, I got the PI. Nobody's got like a nobody's got like a Kojak style lollipop or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one more thing, I guess it's time to start rolling assessments. All right. That's- Alright. <laughs> it's been a hot second since we've rolled anything, so I gotta remember how to play this game. Uh... Well, okay. BD's a computer, so could potentially assess, like, kind of like the angle of entry of something crashed. Mm-hmm. I would like to see. And Otto, don't you have something in your... There's some... You have something that lets you scan things, right? You have sensors of some kind. I think that's in that... his anchor. If he wants to break that's in that out. That's in Bruno. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bruno is true. in the ship, so if you want to get him out. If you want to bring Bruno out. Bruno, get out here. And Bruno emerges from the back of the vehement, or from like the launch port. I don't know why I think of the fucking, the, the thing from RoboCop that they break out that kills everybody uh, in the office. That's ED-209? what I think of with Bruno. I don't know why. That's mean to say. Not in a bad way. I just like that kind of like stocky like solid build that's more you know practical than like showy so what are you gonna what are you looking for max what do we got i want to see if 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 it makes sense for like this to be like two collided ships or something or if something was maybe crashed on purpose all right roll me an assessment plus your expertise I'm so glad you said expertise because that was a six on the dice and my expertise makes it a seven. <laughs> okay, I, can, I will reveal interesting, potentially useful information about the subject. So all of the debris around you, it, it doesn't denote any sort of mid-space collision. It, it, they are pretty like telltale signs of two ships exchanging fire and one of them exploding. There is a... 
You do find on a few uh, pieces of fuselage that there's also, you don't know if this is potentially the ship broke up in orbit and then both sides of it were compromised to the atmosphere and took on these burns, but there is significant burning on the interior of some pieces of the fuselage that you find. I would like to investigate further. Okay. Pulls the deerstalker tighter over my head. We will get to that. I want to go a little round robin here. Yeah. Scarlet, what are you up to? What are you investigating? You are the computer boy. <laughs> True. The hacker man. Mm-hmm. The fabled hacker man? Oh, let's see. Would there be anything to really try and find out like through like computer means, considering it's such a decrepit building? Well, for the ships. The busted yeah, up ships. Yeah, for the ships. Like, would the ships uh, even be functioning? You Still? could basically look at the equivalent of their black box. Uh, roll me an assessment plus expertise. Okay. Oh, thank God. It was a 10 because I have zero expertise. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You have you can find the sort of backup power for many of these like ships system computers as far as like getting access to uh, data logs and things of that nature. So if you you can find you found like some operational c- computer equipment and you found how to reactivate them when they're separated from their usual power source being the ship. Okay. So yeah, you can get access to some info. All right, then yeah. You might have to you might have to spoof some uh, RSU credentials, but you can get in. Easy. That's child's play for Scarlet. But I say that's nothing. But I just wanted to know if it was actually even possible to turn anything on in this. Well, the answer is yes. All right. So yeah, the next part's pretty easy. Shout out to the right. future. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to try and get past the system and. See if there's anything I can get from any of these ships. Because one of them have to have something. Yeah. One would hope. And Otto, what are you doing? Um, I've got uh, Bruno sort of taking a look at things. All right. And um, sort of supervising. Right. I don't really know um, if it'll work, but... Well, you are science boy. You could kind of like look at chemical makeup of shit. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Yes, I'm sort of looking, I'm looking for sort of like spills on the ground and that kind of, you know, close up. All right, roll me an assessment plus expertise. Okay, eight. Let me roll this bitch. Okay, that's a five. And my expertise, I, my sheet fucked off somewhere, but I remember that being a strength. I think that was like plus no, two. No, I think plus. you had a two in expertise. Two, yeah, I was going to say two. Okay. So altogether, that's... Yeah, and, it's, and it is D8, right? I don't know why I'm... It's a, D, it's it's a two D6. D6. I was about to say eight, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. One. Okay. One and six. So uh, seven plus and then two. Plus eight, nine. All right. On a seven and nine, I can reveal interesting, potentially useful information. So Otto, as you are having, as you were having Bruno scan the area, and you're used to using this function in like hostile environments to you, to sort of uh, scan for various elements. Right. Like un like an unknown place or whatever. Mm-hmm. When my intuition, when my intuition is useless because it's like an alien planet or whatever, right? This is like studying the uh, clouds of Jupiter, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> Bruno picks something up on a few pieces of the exploded uh, fuselage of this uh, massive uh, RSU carrier that slammed into your house. <laughs> 
hey, does it suck to see your busted ass childhood home? Or, or yes, is it let's like talk about that riddance? for a moment. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, it's a little um mixed emotions. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, on one hand, it's a symbol of like the awful family that you know you tried to escape from for so long, and then but it's also literally your childhood home. Yes, it's. I mean, it is. Uh, you know, anytime. Um, you know, the individual objects in that house or whatever that didn't hurt anyone. They were just there. So it sucks they're not there anymore. But at the same time, it's um, I mean, I did I didn't really want to live in it, so I can't I can't be too mad about it. Hmm. You know. Right. Just um, hope that every everyone's okay. I guess. I mean, other than your dead dad and dead brother. Well, brother didn't die in house. That's true. <laughs> not in house. <laughs> brother, no die, no house. Right. I mean, I guess um. They were already slightly dead to me, so, but god. but yes, I I do know what you mean. I mean, uh, not not ah, oh god, this is a little harsh. Um, I guess I was kind of overlooking that maybe. Um, I just hope that no one that you know they chose to be there. Like I just hope that the help or whoever you know who was employed, you know, none mm-hmm. of the employees, you know, no no collateral damage of innocence. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, if a house goes down, then the only people that should suffer are the people that were in the house, you know, by choice, as it were. The homeowners. Um, yes. Yeah, and it, it that does... Um, God, they're really gone, aren't they? And Otto. Yes. Bruno has picked up a strange substance on some of these pieces of fuselage on the interior. Just like a, 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 a residue that shouldn't be there. Hmm. What is this? Looks like a bit of residue that shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Beatty, what was your next move? And I'm imagining there is a there is a free flowing sharing of this information between the three of you as you investigate further. Yeah, we got comms on. Um, I yeah. the the explosion that looked like it was internal is what I'm investigating. Yeah. Okay. I have to decide which dice I'm using. All right, Christmas. Yep, that one fell. Okay. Oh, and, uh, Leon, I almost forgot to give you a... You get a data point going forward to do your hacking thing, so we'll Ayo, see if that neat. plays off for you. Um, Literally the exact same result. <laughs> a five, a one, and my one in expertise. So seven. Yeah. I don't have a lot of rolling space. That's probably my fault. Now, would this be expertise? How are you, how are you investigating? Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe interface. It, it basically, I mean, it would still be the same result. I'm basically just trying to like restructure the crime scene like in my digital brain space of like kind of figuring out how those marks got there, kind of picturing what it would have looked like whole and what could have caused that kind of like mark. On a seven to nine, I will tell you this. There are only two ways that this could have happened. Either they took a hit from another ship and it caused a chain reaction, magic bullet style, that caused an explosion and a depressurization in this section of the ship. Mm-hmm. Or there was some sabotage. And Scarlet. Yes. I'm assuming your next role is going to be in access. Oh, yeah. You're trying to hack into the system. Oh, yeah. All right. Roll me plus interface. Okay. Let's go. And take that data point going forward. Let's go. Wait. What happens with the data point again? Uh, you can spend it to get a plus one. 
on rolls related to the thing that you were uh, that you asked that you assessed. Hey, I don't need it. Ew. All right, well, got an eleven, baby, plus two. All right, you spoof some uh, union credentials. They are verified, and you have access to the system. He could do it in his sleep. Word. Okay, so I got. So I have access to some. What do I find? Uh, there are. You know what? Roll me an uh. Roll me another assessment, and you can add your data point to it. Oh, thank God. Uh, roll it plus. Uh, this I would call, classify this as research. So roll it plus your expertise. All right. Okay, that's a seven. Uh, even with your expertise in your uh, no expertise for that data boy. Point. Zero expertise and plus that data point, so yeah, seven. Okay, wow, damn. Thank God for the data been, point. That would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah the thank you for the data point. <laughs> okay, searching through the files that you can access through this terminal, there's a dog barking. In the terminal? <laughs> Knew it! <laughs> Winds howling. There's a dog in this computer. <laughs> Winds howling, which are... <laughs> That's my favorite thing when you just like leave Geralt alone for like mm. ha- like 30 seconds or whatever. He's like, Winds howling. Speaking of Henry Cavill, it all comes back. Mm-hmm. That wasn't intentional. Here, Here's here's the some info I will give you. Before this ship was sent out, so basically on its last sort of uh, time in dry dock on Earth... There was a sudden change in a number of key positions. Uh, certain individuals were reassigned to other duties, either on the ship or on other ships in the RSU fleet. And uh, it's just a very odd time to have a uh, crew sort of shuffled in right before a big deployment to defend Earth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm going to relay that information over the comms because... Shifty. That is really shifty. That's a big red flag. Uh, is that the only thing I found? I will say for a, for a seven, yes. All right, I'll take it. Otto. Yes. Were you going to look further into this residue? Planning on it, yes. All right. Uh, roll me... 2d6. 2d6 plus your expertise. Okay, first one is a four. All right, good start. Second one is a one. Not as good. So that is a seven. All right. So still made it. Still surviving. All right. For a seven, uh, you get a better readout on some of this residue on the interior of the ship. And it comes back in a very similar molecular structure to high explosives. Well. Well. uh... Not in such a large amount. You assume in... The small amount that you find it in, because uh, most of it would have been burnt up upon re-entry. Right. So, so I mean, is it sort of like? So it's just trace amounts of high explosive residue. Right. Okay. So it was a, it was an explosion from somewhere else, and it's cascaded out to here. Yes, and uh, not any material that could have been combined within the ship to create this. So it was hmm. not an explosion that the ship caused i guess this is an out of character question for you but the residue is it like flat on the ground or did it like create a crevice well no, it's like, sort of like uh it is just like powder kind of it, it is like small bits inside of powder 
that is plastered onto the interior of some pieces of the ship. Okay. Well, everyone, I have a discovery to report. This appears to be some sort of explosive residue cast out from the far reaches of space. Yeah, I'm glad I was not at the the arse end of this one, I'll say. <laughs> Looks quite bad. <laughs> it seems the picture we imagined is in fact coming together. Does seem that way, yes. Can we take a closer look at that that list of like crew? Yeah. Uh sure. Like it, see if we can like analyze and be like, "Oh, okay, these people were important, that's why they got pulled off the ship versus these were either like not with the program and or expendable, and that's why they were chosen to be on the ship." Um if we wanted to look at that, what would that be an expertise? I would actually since that's uh on I could say that it would either be expertise or interface, because I, I, this counts as an open network. All right. I would like to interface it then. Okay. I'm going to do lemon lime and hope for the best. Okay. I am cursed to roll exclusively sixes, but interface okay. makes it a eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say Sprite has let me down. That's why you gotta switch to Sprite Cranberry. Sprite. <laughs> okay, I, I thought you were gonna say Sprite Zero, and I was about to <laughs> leave the Discord. <laughs> Sprite Cranberry, I've got nothing against though. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, Sprite Cranberry is the best. So some interesting, potentially useful information about the people who were replaced. Uh oh. Yeah, geez. Uh, the lead navigator. Mm-hmm. Navigator. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Little pogues. Uh, several. Members of the higher echelon of the security staff, a few small positions in engineering. The last position you all see had been very quickly replaced is the captain of the ship. What? Do we recognize any of these names? Uh, I don't believe any of you all would particularly. Well, surnames, I guess. I mean, as with uh, gentry fleets, they are sort of gentry adjacent. Especially if they're important. Mm-hmm. So wait, so the captain was part of the expendable crew? No, the captain was part of the crew that was replaced. But no no recognizable gentry surnames? I'll say this. Uh, the captain was a pumpkin fine. No way. That sounds like an alt-country album, or like song. The, the captain, captain was, was a pumpkin, pumpkin fine. My daddy was a pumpkin fine. He never committed a serious crime. <laughs> that doesn't He never had like to do any time because he was a pumpkin fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what, Scarlet? I'm going to give you one more piece of information based on your earlier role. All right. So there, there is a log. There is sort of a black box style log of all of the... Uh, sort of mechanical events that happen throughout the ship before its untimely explosion. (laughs) And you managed to dig this up. There was a final order issued before the crash, or at least before it entered atmosphere, and those who could get away had already gotten away. And it was a slight change in course. How slight? Hmm. Well, you know how slight in terms of space can mean uh, massive. Yeah. Yeah. The smallest change in trajectory through such a huge, uh, vast expanse of 
space could mean a large change. What was the change? Uh, you know, just a couple degrees for the nose to be pointed in a certain direction, uh, for the shift to be put at an awkward angle on reentry. Uh, that might, you know, cause it to break up and also put the majority of the debris in a upon certain entry in a certain in a certain area of a certain gentry family's home <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> oh my god, that son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay, just Scarlet just is like, so uh what do you guys know about geometry? <laughs> Everything. Right, supercomputer. Uh, so I'm guessing, what do you know about a ship coming in on re-entry just a slight smidget degree off? It can definitely affect how it breaks up on re-entry. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I thought too. So um, done that before myself. I've I've cocked that one up many a time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very obvious. I'm glad we're all aware of this. So, uh, next question. Well, not even a question. Uh, the debris fell on the house on purpose. That's what I figured. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's part of our evidence. Something about the crew log is a bit concerning. Yeah. If the captain was a pumpkin fine. No, the the pumpkin fine was installed. Oh? Yeah, pumpkin fine was installed. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Do we know who was removed? No, not a name no. that was recognizable. Nobody who could be no nobody who has any ties back to the von Furstenbergs. Okay, it's just some captain. Hmm. Well, the important aspect of this is the fact that this wasn't on accident. No, no, someone changed the trajectory. I think the the pieces have fallen together. We got to get this to Ambrose. Certainly. Uh, I guess that's. I would assume that's all the information we can get from this location, so... Probably. Should probably head... So, yeah, I guess we'll head back to the vehement and... Relay. <laughs> relay the both good and troubling news. So we cut back to the vehement after you make your trek back from the von Furstenberg house. And we'll lay out the evidence. And we just tell... And we'll tell Ambrose the same thing we've just discussed. There were there were several explosions throughout the ship. Evidence seems to point to it being purposeful and, and done and internally. Yeah. And a number of crew who would have access to those areas were switched out with other crew members mm-hmm. uh, at a very strange time. Yeah. Under you don't know whose request, um, and the trajectory was changed post explosion. After the explosions, the trajectory was changed. Um, do we know if all of the crew got off the ship, or if who who, who did or did not get off the ship? If anyone did make it off, they probably would have been captured by Jovians because they were in uh Jovians. They were they, well, they were fighting over Earth space. Yeah. With the Jovians at the time of the explosions. True. But that gives us more reason to investigate Mars, so... Most certainly. I believe we should build the strongest case we can. I think it may be smart to 
continue with the gentry plan of recapturing the jump station before we investigate the crash site on Mars, as we are not exactly the most subtle lot. Oh, that's a given. (laughs) We're going to destroy some shit before we actually get into the nitty gritty. That's always how it works. Glad to hear we're on board. Yes, we don't quite operate with surgical precision, as it were. <laughs> for better we or for worse. We certainly try and fail. I mean, that is the nature of um, mechanized combat. You know, we're not exactly a guerrilla tactics here. Well, I guess we, we Ambrose knows everything. What's What's the plan? Well, now that we pretty much got everything, when are we set to ship to Mars? Uh, the dossier I received says the von Furstenbergs have installed a boot inhibitor along the Martian slipspace lane. It's keyed to a few ships specifically. I've been told the Iron Bulls are already staging, so as far as I'm concerned, we're already late. Alright, so we should probably head out. Certainly. <sighs> this is gonna be fun. It's been a while since the three of you were out in Anchor. You might want to take some time to run over a few simulations. Not a bad plan. Get the ring rust off. Yeah. Wouldn't want this operation to be your last because you weren't as sharp as you could have been. Uh, I'm sure you don't have to worry about that. I think BD's going to take his advice. Oh, I'm 100% taking the advice for once. <laughs> I was about to say a rare occasion <laughs> yeah. for Scarlet. For once Listening in your goddamn Tamar's life. Wild. <laughs> I say for once in Scarlet's goddamn time with Ambrose, he's actually taking the time to listen to his advice. <laughs> So you all make your way to the cargo bay where your anchors are stored, and you start running simulations while the vehement gets underway to head to Mars. <laughs>